Would you like to retire with enough? My name is Peter Guidry, and I am the host of the Retiring with Enough podcast. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing daily calendars. And actually, I'm kind of excited about discussing this because it's a subject that really hasn't been broached on the Internet. I did some research prior to this podcast and actually found zero results on the Internet for daily calendars in retirement. So daily calendars in retirement are not to be confused with countdown calendars to retirement, which are basically calendars with cute quotes on the cover that are used to count the days down until a person retires. This actually surprised me that there is no information on the Internet about daily calendars in retirement because I feel like having a daily planner or a daily calendar should really be a basic tool in every person's retirement toolkit. I feel like as humans, we inherently want some type of daily structure and having a calendar that is filled with activities gives form to that need for structure. It's already bad enough that the period approaching retirement is filled with decisions, inflection points, and tons of options, but it also can be a period of a lot of extreme confusion because people fear how they're going to feel each day and how they're going to schedule their retirement activities. So today's going to be a deep dive into daily planners in retirement. Since there was no information on the internet, And as such, no cheat sheets. I actually had to come up with my own way to classify and structure retirement planners. So for this podcast, they're going to be listed in three different and separate categories termed structured, unstructured, and hybrid calendars. And each of these three calendar types has unique benefits and unique drawbacks. The information that I'm going to provide should help you to create the type of calendar that fits your retirement planning best. But the important thing to remember is that almost nothing is written in stone when referencing retirement. You can try one type of calendar and if needed, try the second or third type until you find the one that works best for your individual needs. That's the great thing about retirement. You're not forced into any corner or any hole you can flip-flop and switch things around till you find the thing that works best for you. The first calendar type that I designated is called the structured calendar, and it's actually the one that I'm most familiar with as most of my dental practice career was spent treating patients based on a daily schedule that was highly structured. With a structured calendar, patients were added to my calendar at specific intervals each day, and the calendar days were filled literally months ahead of time. So using this structured calendar, I could look ahead weeks to months and see exactly what days I would be working, what I would be doing, and what free time, if any, was available. One of the big benefits of having that structured calendar is that there was no thought involved in each day's schedule. Each day was planned, and I merely had to follow that prearranged schedule for that day. Having that structured calendar was a very efficient way to work through each day as the schedule was known beforehand and it could be implemented very efficiently. So for me as a dentist, this was very assuring because I could look ahead and see that my days were filled and that I'd be productive. 
but that wasn't the case initially because my calendar started out with lots of free time and lots of holes, and that can cause fear and apprehension. For me, in those early days of practice, the fear and apprehension was that I would arrive to an empty office and that at the end of the month, I wouldn't have enough money to pay all of my bills and obligations. In retirement, that fear and apprehension comes from a different source. Facing a calendar of blank pages can certainly increase apprehension and fear. What am I going to do with myself every day now that I don't have to go to work? How am I going to fill the 24 hours in each day with meaningful activities? How do I get all this stuff scheduled? What stuff am I going to schedule? What happens if I have nothing to schedule? All of these things are knocking around in the back of your head, and if you have a structured calendar, it's going to take away a lot of the fear and apprehension of not knowing what you're going to do each day in retirement. Apprehensive retirees can look at their calendars and be confident that they have things to do for days, weeks, or months in advance, depending on what level of scheduling they desire. Having a structured calendar also makes it easy to schedule activities and events that you want to participate in regularly. I'll go back to my dental office to use as an example. We had certain periods in my dental office reserved for certain types of procedures. We would schedule two to four hours each morning for complex restorative dental cases. We scheduled smaller intermittent appointments for simpler procedures. At some point during the day, there would be time allotted to provide emergency treatment. Time slots for each of these procedures were prearranged and pre-marked on the calendar months ahead of time and remained in place even though they may not be filled immediately. By using this approach, daily periods were set aside for the things that were necessary, most productive, and most enjoyable. Once these time slots were marked out on the calendar, then it just became a matter of filling those time slots with the different types of treatment at those particular times. When creating a structured retirement calendar, this same type of format can be applied. If, as a retiree, you want to increase your health status, then you'd want to set up time slots three to five times a week for physical activities or gym workouts. Time can be reserved for food prep and cooking, reading, spiritual pursuits, hobbies, or whatever activities are important during retirement. Like my dental practice, these time slots can be filled days, weeks, or months in advance depending on each person's needs. Once your calendar is populated with these different activities, then just a quick glance can tell you, oh, this week I'm working out three times and I have this day available to do this, and I've scheduled to do this other function or this other activity. So now you know ahead of time that you have different activities to do during your week. And everyone's different, so it's important to understand that these little tips you may or may not find beneficial, and you may want to move to something different. For me, I found that using the calendar in monthly mode gave me a better general overview as I could look at one page and see everything I was going to be doing in a whole month. The other thing that I did that I found very helpful was to find a calendar that is easily edited and, more importantly, that can be color-coordinated. 
on my office calendar, each particular type of treatment was color-coordinated. I found that coordinating things by color made it really easy and efficient to visualize. I'd look at the calendar, and without having to read everything, just by looking at the different colors, I could see what I was doing and how much and how often I was doing it. On your retirement calendar, you can do the same thing. You may designate exercise as one color, spiritual pursuits as a different color, and hobbies as another color. There are multiple online calendars that can satisfy that requirement. Once activities and events are pre-scheduled and color-coordinated, the coded colors definitely simplify the viewing of the monthly calendar. One can view it and quickly see all the events and all the types of events scheduled for that particular month. Also, most online calendars allow the scheduling of recurring events, which makes scheduling periodic events even easier and quicker. Some operating systems, such as Apple, will automatically update desktop computers, iPads, laptops, and iPhones spontaneously when calendar events are listed or are changed. This makes it extremely easy to edit and change appointments as my wife and I both use the same calendar. By using this type of operating system, we can see each other's events or edits spontaneously in real time when they are recorded on the calendar. So for me, the big benefit of having a structured calendar is once your calendar is populated and color-coordinated, a simple glance will show all events scheduled daily, weekly, or monthly. This can be really comforting to anyone concerned about how they're going to fill their retirement calendar. The second type of calendar system is an unstructured calendar. An unstructured calendar is the polar opposite of the structured calendar. This type of calendar is not the best for those apprehensive or concerned about filling each day on their retirement calendar. But this type of calendar allows for the greatest degree of flexibility. For example, a person decides to eat out with friends on Friday. Once the decision is made, then that event is added to the calendar. The same person decides to take a trip in a month. Again, once the decision is made, the event is added to the calendar. No activities or events are prearranged or pre-scheduled. When I initially transferred my practice to another practitioner, this unstructured calendar type was what I used for the period directly after the practice transfer. Because I had operated within a highly structured calendar for years and years, my primary desire was to experience a highly unstructured calendar for a time. And this was really pretty desirable for me initially. Each day was a clean slate to schedule as I pleased. I used this type of calendar for approximately six to eight weeks after my practice transfer and then eventually moved to a hybrid calendar. So what does a hybrid calendar involve? During those first few weeks following the transfer of my dental practice, I wanted my time on the calendar to be unstructured. But I pretty soon realized that having a totally unstructured calendar, even though more flexible, created some scheduling problems. Not knowing ahead of time when certain activities and events occurred created scheduling conflicts that were difficult or impossible to resolve. For example, 
Let's go back to scheduling our meal with a friend on Friday. Then you later find out that your spouse had other plans for that evening that make your event unworkable. Or scheduling a trip to occur two months in the future and finding out later that you forgot about your best friend's wedding scheduled for the same time. Even worse, making a tennis date and then finding out you previously scheduled with your wife to repaint the bathroom. All of the above are real problems that can occur when a calendar is totally unstructured. So creating a calendar that has a combination of both structured and unstructured time solves many of the previously described scheduling conflicts. Hybrid calendars represent a blending or a melding of both structured and unstructured calendars. So how does one go about formulating a hybrid calendar? Well, the first task to be accomplished is to schedule important recurring events. Most calendar apps automatically populate calendars with annual holidays. But events such as birthdays, annual trips, or annual events, or periodic events can easily be entered as recurring events. These events will be designated with a specific color. Since I still work on a limited basis, I enter all my work periods scheduled for the whole year on my particular calendar. These are designated with a specific color. Next, I add seasonal events such as Mardi Gras, which is a multi-week event that changes dates each year, hunting seasons, which are also adjusted each year, concert series, music festivals, etc. These are all annual events whose dates differ each year. These events are also given a specific color depending on the type of event. The next thing that I add to my calendar are planned or potential trips. These can be overnight, weekend, single week, or multi-week trips. Delaying the addition of these pleasure trips to this point makes it a lot easier to spot potential conflicts with work, holidays, seasonal events, special events that you may want to attend, or unalterable events that can't be rescheduled. This is the point where I normally stop adding scheduled events to minimize the potential of a tightly structured calendar. Someone who's not comfortable with this level of scheduled events can actually reduce the number or type of events to be scheduled ahead of time. For someone who feels that a calendar at this level of scheduling can be further populated, periodic gym workouts, exercise schedules, hobby classes, or any unfixed activities can be added. Personally, I choose to not add these types of flexible activities to my calendar ahead of time because I prefer to shift these activities around daily to weekly depending on availability. Using this type of a hybrid calendar maintains a certain level of structure while still allowing maximum flexibility to add activities on a space-available basis. I've used this hybrid style calendar for almost 10 years now, and I find that it is the most adaptable and and is flexible to use in almost any situation that I've experienced in the last 10 years. The maximum flexibility of this system allows for schedule changes, and it avoids most of the scheduling conflicts that will occur. And so there it is, the three calendar types, structured, totally unstructured, 
and the hybrid style of calendar. Which one's going to work best for you? Who knows? My advice is to try them all out or try one out for a while. See if you like it. And if you don't like it, try one of the other types. For me, I found that the hybrid calendar works best because it gives me the best mix of scheduled and unscheduled time and seems just to work best with my particular lifestyle. But that's from someone who worked within a structured calendar environment for approximately 45 years. So who knows? Like I said, try all of them or try any of them. And if you don't like it, then just move to a different style. And so here's some final thoughts. Since there's no available content online about event scheduling during retirement, I've detailed my own calendar strategy. The hybrid strategy is what I've personally used for the past 10 years, and I found that it provides maximum flexibility. But there are different types of calendar strategies available, and each person can choose which one best suits their needs. The hybrid calendar style represents a blend or a melding of structured and unstructured calendar strategies. The hybrid calendars, with all events scheduled and color-coordinated, provides an easy and a simple way to view activities on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. So once you've found a calendar system that works best for you, and you've populated it and color-coordinated it, then you can check back with us Because in my next podcast, we'll be weighing the pros and cons of Roth IRAs versus traditional IRAs. And as always, thanks to all of you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please feel free to leave a review. And if you want to partake in an online conversation, be sure to search for the Retiring with Enough group on Facebook. Thanks. The information and opinions contained on this podcast are for general education and are considered general communications. Information on the podcast was obtained from various sources and retiring with enough does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of any information presented. Retiring with enough strongly recommends that you perform your own independent research and or speak with a qualified investment professional, legal advisor, or tax professional before making any financial decisions. The information and opinions expressed should not be construed as financial planning and does not consider the economic status or risk profile of any specific person, nor does it constitute an offer to buy or sell security.